Good morning, New Beginnings Christian Community Church family and friends. My name is Pastor Alfredo Peña, and I am excited that you are joining us this morning. We want to thank our praise and worship team for just ushering us into God's presence through our worship. We've had the opportunity to celebrate Holy Communion, and now we come together to listen to today's message and listen to what the Holy Spirit has to teach us this morning. Will you pray with me? Most living and loving God, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for our wonderful gift, God, of our faith. And we ask, Holy God, that today, God, you are just through your Holy Spirit, God, that you open our ears so that we can hear your word. And that you soften and, and prepare our hearts and our spirit, God, so that we may receive your message today, God. And that we might not just receive it, but apply it in our lives. We thank you for this message. We thank you for what you're going to do through this message, God, and how it's going to just nurture our spirit. We pray this in your son's most holy name. Amen. Amen. Uh, today's scripture is in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. And then we're going to jump to 36 to 43. The title of my sermon is Tending Our Garden." And let us go to the scripture this morning in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus then told them this story. The kingdom of heaven is like what happened when a farmer scattered good seed in a field. But while everyone was sleeping, an enemy came and scattered weed seeds in the field and then left. When the plants came up and began to ripen, the farmer's servants could see the weeds. The servants came and asked, Sir, didn't you scatter good seed in your field? Where did these weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. His servants then asked, do you want us to go out and pull up the weeds? No, he answered. You might also pull up the wheat. Leave the weeds alone until harvest time. Then I'll tell my workers to gather the weeds and tie them up and burn them. But I'll have them store the wheat in my barn. Verse 36. After Jesus left the crowd and went inside, his disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the story about the weeds in the wheat field. And Jesus answered, The one who scattered the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seeds are the people who belong to the kingdom. The wheat seeds are those who belong to the evil one. And the one who scattered them is the devil. The harvest is the end of time and angels are the ones who bring in the harvest. Weeds are gathered and burned. That's how it will be at the end of time. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather from his kingdom everyone who does wrong or causes others to sin. Then he will throw them into a flaming furnace, where people will cry and grit their teeth in pain. But everyone who has done right will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. If you have ears, pay attention. We are continuing in the book of Matthew, and we are looking at these uh, awesome parables. You know, the book of Matthew has actually 23 parables, I believe. Um, 18 of those are unique to the book of Matthew. So it's got the most parables um, in the Gospels. These particular parables, well, we uh, saw the parable last week and today, um, Jesus uh, does something different. For the most part, Jesus tells the, st the story and then um, allows um, the listener to arrive at the answer. But in this particular parable, Jesus um, breaks down the parable and, and breaks it down point by point and, and gives us the answer specifically. I think the reason he does that is because this is important enough to say, I, I, I don't want you to miss it. 
So just some content of what was going on here is, is the disciples are basically asking Jesus, you know, what's, what's going on, Jesus? Because Jesus is doing some great things. He's teaching and, and, and he's leading people and, and, and doing some amazing things. But the opposition is also very strong. And, and what was happening here is that the opposition was coming from the people that they least expected the opposition was going to come from. It was coming from the religious organizations. It was coming from the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. And, and it was confusing for the disciples because they thought of all the people, these would be the ones that would be able to recognize what Jesus was doing and embrace it. But yet, that's, that's not what was happening here. So, so I think they're saying, what happened? How, how, how did we get here? And so Jesus answers with this parable. And what he's doing there here is saying, you know, there's going to be times where some things are going to look like the real thing. But in reality, they're not. And he, and he shares this, this uh, parable to demonstrate that contrast. And, and, and the important thing here, and, and this is really important, is, is the example that he uses specifically, where, where he talks about the bearded darnel, is what this particular weed is called, is that it looks very much like the wheat. Um, in fact, you Google it, you're going to be amazed at it, because if you see the contrast, you see it between the two of them, it, it almost looks like wheat, except that it's not. <laughs> But the other thing that's important to understand is that the seed that the bearded darnel produces is poisonous and, and can kill you. And so, so here Jesus is using this parable to explain the, the, the importance uh, of that contrast and, and the importance of, uh, of understanding that there is going to be out there some um, false teachers, some things that look real, but are not just fake. They're also dangerous. And, and this is important because, you know, today, I think we have gotten to a place where we think a little fake is okay. Especially if, if it looks like the real thing and you can get away with it. Where you don't have to spend a lot of money or a lot of time. And, and, and you know, it almost looks like the real thing. And we, I think we're getting to a place in our society where, where we're saying, you know, that's not, that's not too bad. I don't know if you've ever gone to Chinatown in New York, for example, or, or in San Francisco. I think those are the two places that, that I've been. And, and if you've been there, you, you know where I'm going with this. You can find some, some pretty good knockoffs in these places. Um, by knockoffs, I mean some um, imitation. Uh, you can find some imitation. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, um, you know, uh, Michael Kors. Uh, I know you name the name brand, they'll find an imitation. You can find an imitation there. Pretty reasonable, too. Why do I know? Because I, I am guilty of that. In our trip to New York, I remember going to Chinatown and, and I was specifically looking for a uh, imitation Louis Vuitton bag. And in fact, I did find it. I, I bought a bag from a nice gentleman um, that was selling it in the corner of the street out of a suitcase. Pretty reasonable too. But I remember looking at it and, and I'm you know just you know inspecting it. And the funny thing is that I had never really seen a Louis Vuitton bag before, so I wasn't even sure what I was looking for. I was just, you know, kind of wanted to make sure it wasn't you know, defective in some way. So I ended, I ended up buying it. It was like $38. I 
Um, the funny thing is that I, I never really used it. I didn't use it because I didn't know if, if maybe it was obvious that it was a knockoff, that it was an imitation. And, and I didn't know any better, so, um, but I knew others might. And so I never did. This is the interesting thing too, as I think about it. The reason I bought a knockoff is because I didn't think I was ever going to get the real thing. Seriously. I thought the knockoff is probably the best I'm going to be able to do. Isn't that interesting? And the reason I say that is because I, I think we can sometimes apply that into our own lives. I would love to say it's only certain aspects of our life, but I honestly think that we can apply that to a lot of um, areas in our lives. I read on Facebook the other day um, <laughs> that this woman had prayed for God to remove all the fake things in her life. And it says, and now she's bald, she's got no eyebrows, no eyelashes, and she can't find her purse. Um, and, and, and we have to be careful what we pray for, right? But, but I think that seriously, we can get to a place where, where we think as long as we can get away with it, you know what is convenient, is easier, is cheaper, is, and you know what, it looks like the real thing. And we can, we can apply that in our lives today, and we can apply that even to our spiritual lives. And so here Jesus is answering the question to his disciples saying, be careful, because you need to understand that there is, um, there is significant um, differences out there, but some of them are going to look so much like the like the real thing, that you've got to understand that. And so today we're going to look at three life application points that um, it is my prayer will help us understand the scripture deeper. Jesus last week and this week says, those who have ears, listen. If you have ears, pay attention. And, and I think this is really awesome that Jesus is saying, listen, you know, I, some, some of you uh, laugh at me because I tend to say, listen, come, come, don't, you don't want to miss this, right? And I think Jesus here is doing the same thing. He's saying, you don't want to miss this. Listen, pay attention. But this is the, the other thing that I, the other perspective that I like to, to see when, he, when I hear him say, those who have ears, um, listen. This is also an invitation. It's an invitation for us to go deeper. You know, if you grew up in church, you probably have already heard this parable. You probably are familiar with it. And so sometimes we, we tend to get to these familiar parables and we say, yeah, I, I know what, I know the story. I, I know what it means. And, and so we just kind of gloss over it. We, we just browse over it. We, we don't pay much attention because we automatically go to what we, we um, learned. But, but here, I think the invitation is saying, listen, Allow the Holy Spirit to, to bring this parable to life in a refreshing way, in a new way. And, and today, it is my invitation to all of us to approach this parable, to approach this scripture with, with uh, that um, understanding, that um, welcoming, that freshness from the Holy Spirit. Three life application points that we're going to look at today that help us understand the scripture a little deeper. The first life application point is, where did these weeds come from? You know, the disciples asked Jesus, wait a minute, um, uh, asked the, the master, wait a minute, um, didn't you plant some good seed? So, so where did these weeds come from? And I think that's a question that we still ask today. 
where we can get to a place in which we say, what happened? Where did this come from? How did we get here? You know, what was happening in the story, and the disciples were saying, Jesus, you, you have the authority to do um, amazing things. You, you have the power to do, you are the Messiah. So how come there is still evil out there? Why aren't you just taking care of the opposition? Why aren't you just you know, bringing freedom to those that are oppressed because they had this expectation that the Messiah was going to was going to do some radical things for them. And then that was not happening. And then evil was still happening and opposition was still happening. And they're saying, you have the authority. How come you haven't just wiped this thing out? And, and I think we could ask the same question today when we say, why do evil things happen today? Why, Jesus, can't you just get rid of the pain? Why can't you just get rid of cancer? Why can't you just get rid of COVID-19? You know, how, how do we get here? And independent of even these things, church, as I look at, you know, where we are today, it makes us pause and say, what happened? How, how do we end up here? You know, one of the things that, that happens to me, I still I think daily, is as I'm going to leave my house in the morning to go to work, I always have to remember to grab my mask. And then as I walk down the hallway at work, I see all these people wearing masks, and, and I'm wearing a mask, and, and I wonder, <coughs> excuse me, how do we get here? This does not look familiar to me. This is not the world that I was used to. And, and hey, we can go another step further as, as I, this is just my own, my own perspective, my own view, but when I see children today still in cages, that I ask myself, how did we get here? How did that become the best option? <coughs> Excuse me. And when I look at the, the racial divide in our country, I mean, you just go on and on and on. And I think you and I today could ask Jesus the same question and say, how did this happen? Where did these weeds come from? And Jesus here is saying the same answer he gave him then and the same answer he gives us today. We live in a broken world. There is some brokenness out there. The reality is that there are there is evil in the world, and, and you need to know that. Where did these weeds come from? Jesus answered that question. It came from the enemy. It came from the devil. That's where this evil is coming from, and make no mistake about it. We need to know that. We need to be able to call it out. We need to be able to know where this is coming from so that, so that we can not be surprised by it, so that we can be prepared for it. So that we can know how to recognize it. Where did these weeds come from? The enemy came and, and spread these weed seeds. And see, last week we talked about, about the soil and about how some of the, of the seeds are just fall on the surface and, and the enemy comes and snatches the word. And you know what? When, when he's not able to snatch the word, then the other best thing for him to do is to create that imitation to put in those, those um, false 
teachers, that, that false doctrine, whatever imitation that, that the enemy can come up with, what better way to distract us and to snatch the word from us than by creating from within <clears throat> this, this um, imitation, this, this false um, theology and doctrines out there. So, so we need to, to understand where these weeds come from, and we need to understand that it is subtle. See, they didn't see when it happened. They didn't see the enemy coming in and spreading the seed for the weeds. <clears throat> it didn't happen until it had actually started growing. And so, so the, the lesson for us today is that we need to be careful because it is subtle. Because it can be deceiving. But the truth is, weeds will never, I'm sorry, weeds will never turn into wheat. It's important that we understand that even if the world tells us today a little fake, a little um, imitation, you know, we don't even call it fake anymore. We have a nice way of saying it. We say faux. <laughs> you know, that even... It doesn't matter how much we try, foe will always be fake. Imitation will never be real. Weeds will never be wheat. And we need to understand this because I also think that we, and we're a little entitled, right? And we don't want to work. You know, planting and, and cultivating and farming, that's hard work. I've never done it. And let me tell you something, even when I've tried growing things in my house, when I, you know, I love the, the plants and the color, but it is work. And so I got to the point where I just stopped doing it because I didn't have time to be watering and, and, and fertilizing and doing all these things. <clears throat> so we need to understand that, that it can look really real. But the truth is we have to understand that there is some brokenness out there and that there is going to be times when we're, it's going to be really um, deceiving for us. But let's not be surprised from it. You know, um, when I first, uh, when we first bought our house and we moved into um, our neighborhood, um, our next door neighbor has a, a beautiful yard. And, and he spends a lot of time um, working on that yard and, and tending to it. And, and it's just a beautiful yard. And so we were moved in right next door. So, of course, uh, that was my motivation, right? I was inspired. I wanted to, <clears throat> to do the same thing. And I'm going to be honest. It wasn't because I wanted a nice yard. It was because I was right next to him. So, so I didn't want people to see his yard and then look at ours and say, well, what happened here? Right? So whatever the motivation, I was determined that we were going to have a nice yard as well. So every morning I was out there watering and I was, I even went and I bought some fertilizer and I was out there fertilizing and, 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 and my neighbor would see me out there because he would be out there working um, as well. And then one day he comes to me and he says, you know that you're just watering weeds, right? And I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I don't know how I felt at the time about that. Now, he wasn't telling me this to, you know, cut me down or to, to insult me. I think he was saying this because he saw the effort and the work that I was putting into it. And he was saying, it's never going to turn into grass. And, and, and you know what? And I was kind of okay with it because, you know what? It was green. If you looked at it from a distance, 
it looked green. It, it, it looked actually pretty good. And so I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe it's not grass, but you can't tell the weeds either because it looks pretty good. And, and, and I'm telling you, beloved, we can get to that place where we can say, I know it's not real. I know it's fake, but you know what? I'm okay with that. We see that in our own lives. We see that in our own relationships. And sometimes I pray that we get to see it and become more, more clear, clear when we do that in our own spirituality. Doesn't matter how much effort we put into it, it's always going to be weeds. I'm glad that he gave me that advice because then I realized, you know, I don't want weeds. I want the real thing. Because I'm going to be able to, to fake it for a little while, but once you get close to my house, once you get into our yard, you're going to see that is weeds. And so we did, we did put in the work, we did, made the investment, we pulled out the weeds, we, we fertilized the, the dirt, and we planted good grass. Where do these weeds come from? It comes from the enemy. And the reason it is important that we know that is because we need to understand that, that there is a contrast and we need to understand that there is a difference and that it doesn't matter how good it looks, it doesn't matter how much effort we put into it, it will never be real. But not only that, but it can be dangerous. It can even kill us. So, so what do we do? We understand where the weeds come from. And here's life application point number two. What shall we do? With the weeds. In fact, the servants say, Master, do you want us to pull them out? Do you want us to gather them out? <laughs> and the master here says, no, leave them. And let me tell you something, that doesn't make much sense, right? I was just talking about the danger of the weeds. I was just talking about how in this particular scenario, they the seed is poisonous, it can kill you. And then we get to life application point number two, Pastor, and you say, leave them? Hey, I didn't say that. The scripture says that. Jesus uses this in a parable to tell us, leave them. Yes, I, I agree with you. It is. It was my instinct instinct. It was my first reaction to say, well, let's pull the weeds. But Jesus is saying, no, no, leave them. Because in the process, you might also pull out some wheat. And, and that speaks, I believe, to, to, to Jesus's love and, and, his, and, and, and his grace and in how much he cares about us that he doesn't even want one to you might pull out one good one see you you're not skilled enough you're not able to to see the difference because they're so intertwined you know this is the way it looks out there there is going to be some wheat and there is going to be some weeds and they're going to be together and you're not going to be able to pull one from the other because you don't you're not able to do that and so, so he says, leave them. And that, that almost doesn't make any sense until you understand what it is that we're called to do. When, when we move away from the instinct of our flesh and, and understand 
the way the Holy Spirit works and, and understand how we've been recipients of his grace and his love and his patience and, and how our growth look like, then, then you can fully appreciate what he's saying here. See, beloved, listen, we are not called to pull out the weeds. We are called to plant the seed. I'm, I'm going to say that one more time. You and I, we are called to plant the seed, not pull out weeds. I love, uh, I think it is Joyce Myerson. I hope it is because I keep quoting her about this because I thought it was a good example. And she says, we are called to catch the fish, not clean them. And here Jesus reminds us that our job is not to be out there pulling weeds, it is to be out there planting seeds. That we are called to, we're not called to pull out the false, but to plant the truth. And some of us really need to hear this because some of us feel like it is our mission in life. It is my God-ordained calling to go out there and pull out the weeds, to go out there and identify the fake and go out there and, and make sure that, that I call out those that are fake and pull out. You know, Pastor, I want our church to grow and I want to protect our congregation. So I'm going to, to pull out all the bad weeds in our church so that we can, you know, be safe. And, and that is not what we are called to do. Now here, Jesus is not saying to ignore it. He's saying, you, you need to know that it's out there and you need to know where it's coming from. But your job is to focus on growing the wheat instead of focus on pulling out weeds. My God, how many of us need to hear that? How many of us spend so much energy pulling out weeds that we forget that we're supposed to be planting seeds? How many of us focus so much on trying to, to focus on, on those problematic things and we forget to, to nurture and to, to help those that want to grow, those that are wanting to grow? Listen, this is an awesome reminder. I'm so glad we're going a little deeper because all of us need to hear this. Our job is not to focus on the weeds, but to focus on the wheat. Our job is not to ignore it, but not to be distracted by it. You know, as I was thinking about this, I remembered a story from one of our members, and this is a true story. Um, and she said that when she first started coming to Bible study, and she says, I'm really surprised, Pastor, that you never called me out because man, I could be so, so distracting. You know, because because she would come to Bible study and, and she would bring candy, for example. I remember now um, when she shared the story. And so sometimes in the middle of Bible study, she was asking people, you know, do, would you want some candy? Or you could hear the rapture from the candy. And, 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 and she says, I was so distracting. And yet you never, you never called me out. And it's the truth is, I don't think I ever noticed. And, and I don't, I think because I didn't notice because my focus was on helping, I was on teaching. My focus was on helping those that wanted to learn, that wanted to grow spiritually, that wanted to grow in their relationship with God. My focus was so much on them that I didn't even pay attention to the distraction. But this is where this particular parable comes to life for me. Because what if I had called her out? What if 
in the middle of this teaching, I would look at her, make it about me and say, this is disrespectful. This is distracting. What are you doing? Chances are she would have been embarrassed. Chances are she probably wouldn't have come back. And the reason I say this is where this story becomes real for me is because when you see her Bible study today, she is one of the best note takers out there. See, we all grow differently. And I think the danger here that, that, that Jesus is, used, is telling us through this parable is you might not know how to decipher that. And you might end up hurting somebody or running somebody away that is just growing, that, that hasn't figured it out yet, <clears throat> that is still going through that growth process. It didn't look that way for you. You didn't go from day to night, from night to day, um, from one day to the next. And so that's why this is important because when we start trying to, to, to pull out weeds, the one thing that we need to understand is that we cannot see into people's hearts. And we don't know what they're going through, but we can trust that the Holy Spirit will work things out in their lives. And just like this particular person went from being a distraction in Bible study to being one of the most um, active note, maker, note takers, Think of how many people are going to be able to grow as well. We are not called to be detectives. We are called to be evangelists. So for those of us that think our mission in life, our obligation is to, to go out there and pull the weeds, I'm here to remind you today that that is not our job. Our job is to focus on the growth. Our job is to focus on the wheat and let God take care of of the weeds. He tells us that he will. And why is that so important for you and for me today? And here's life application point number three. What about the weeds in my heart? What about the weeds in your heart? Oh, see, it's very easy to spot the weeds in other people's lives. But it's not so easy to identify them in ours. So, so what happens with the weeds in our hearts? What happens when that, that weed of, of uh, narcissism, when, when we make everything about us? I used to struggle with that. Trust me, I used to hear a scenario and I could turn it around and somehow I could make it about me and how it's going to affect me and how it's going to inconvenience me or how it's going to cost me. And, and many times, it had many, many times, it had nothing to do with me. But yet I struggled with that spirit of narcissism that weed of narcissism. And what happens when that weed of selfishness spurts? What, what happens when that weed of, of hate and anger? What happens when that weed of, of jealousy? What happens when that weed of resentment comes up? Because we all experience that in our lives, even today. See, we're not called to be perfect, but I think we are called to be honest. And yes, I love that we are a work in progress, but the key word here is progress. So what do we do with the weeds in our hearts? Is we focus on 
cultivating, we focus on, on nurturing, we focus on fertilizing the wheat in our hearts. What are we feeding? What are we watering? Is it the weeds? Are we watering that hate? Are we watering that resentment? Are we, are we fertilizing that anger and that hate? Or are we feeding our spirit? Are we spending time in prayer? Are we spending time in study? Are we investing our time to help us through that process? And you know, we're all in different places and all our struggles are different. But let me tell you something, this is where priority is gonna have to be um, very important to us. Because the, the reality is we all know those weeds in our hearts, but we also know that ignoring them is not the answer. The reality is there are some changes that we need to do in our lives. What are we feeding? What are we watering? What are we fertilizing? And maybe we need to walk away from certain things and walk towards God. Maybe we need to stop doing certain things and start doing some more study of, of the scriptures, some more time in prayer. Maybe we need to look at what is influencing our lives. What are our circles? Are we um, in an environment that, that cultivates the, the fruits of the Spirit, or are we in an environment that, that cultivates the opposite? This, these are some true, important questions. What are we doing with the weeds in our hearts? And, 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 and this is... This is going to be really important that we don't miss it because, because this message is about being encouraged. It, it really is. This message is, is for those of us that are believers to know that there is, there is no um, condemnation in this message at all. In fact, it is a message about hope. And where, where it tells us that if you are a believer, you know what? You don't have to ever worry about being burned because he is going to send his angels to pull out those things in our lives that need to be pulled out and to, to help us get to the place that we need to get to spiritually, to help us be able to shine, it says, verse 43. But everyone who has done right will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. If you have ears, pay attention. Beloved, be encouraged today. Be encouraged that, that he will use his angels to pull out the things in our lives that need to be pulled out. You and I, we need to focus on growing the good wheat, the good seed, and, and here he clearly says the bad seeds of the weed, they come from the enemy. But the good seed, that comes from the Father. That comes from God. You and I, beloved, we are children of the almighty, powerful God. And that means that we can be encouraged to know that we will be like sunshine in our Father's kingdom. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most living and loving God, we thank you for this message of love, for this message of hope, holy God. 
to, to open our eyes so that we can see the, the reality out there, God, is that there is some brokenness in our world. And, and that our job is not to focus on that and, and allow that to distract us or discourage us, but to understand where it's coming from, to understand the source of that evil and be able to know, Holy God, that, that you've got this under control, that it is up to you, God, to, to be able to clear that path. Our job is not to be discouraged, is not to be scared, but to be encouraged and to go out and plant the truth, to go out and plant the hope, to go out and plant the light, to go out and, and point people to you and, and be able to tell them there is hope. Yes, things look difficult and, and maybe they look scary, but there is hope because our God is stronger than whatever plan the enemy can come up with. The best the enemy can do is imitation. But what we have through the power of the Holy Spirit is real. The most that the enemy can do is fake. But the, what we have through the power of the Holy Spirit is genuine and real. And that is where we, our hope comes from. And that is where our help comes from. And that is why today we can celebrate and be encouraged that, that in your eyes, Holy One, you see us and you say, it, you are good, it is good. And you are like sunshine in my Father's kingdom. We thank you for the decisions that have been made today. We thank you for the revelations that have been made today. And we are encouraged, God, to know that you will do some amazing things in our lives and through our lives. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It is our prayer every Sunday that this message has been a blessing to you. Please visit our website nb-ccc.org. Let us know how you are doing. Let us know how this um, services are blessing to you. Get some additional information about our church. We are, even though you know we're not meeting in the building, we're still a very active church. So join, um, visit our website so you can get more information about us. Uh, I invite you to our virtual Bible study every Wednesday at seven o'clock. We have our Spanish services at nine o'clock in the morning, and then we have the children's service immediately after this one. So, so we're excited um, that you are part of our family. We miss you. We love you. And, and also um, visit our website so you can give your tithing and your offering. It is really important that, that you remain faithful in your support because we need that in order for us to continue to be able to plant the truth and plant the seed. We love you. God bless you. We will see you on Wednesday.